Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do another film review. This one is finally, after two years of waiting, going to be for The New Mutants, The Fox, now Disney-owned film. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing all right. So, going to start off this review a little bit differently. Usually I'd go to my skip-don't-skip rating and then I'd maybe ask Robert how he feels about stuff. But uh, I want to read out a text conversation that me and Robert had... Yeah, this was yesterday. Yeah, Monday. So I, I think I, I said to you earlier that day I went to see it because I went to see it yesterday as well. Um, so right, Monday. This is so. This is from what you said. Fifteen minutes into the movie, and I'm already bored out of my mind. And then I put New Mutants question mark because I was guessing that you went to you went to see it because you was mentioning that you were going to. Then you said back absolute skip. Then I said we are going to have a very interesting conversation tomorrow. And then you said probably. So yeah, we're going to have a very interesting conversation, I think. Um, what did you think of New Mutants? I didn't hate it. It was just boring. I mean, it took almost an hour for anything of anything of real interest to start happening. Um, it's. I mean, I get that these are all characters that we're not really familiar with because it's quote-unquote, the new mutants, so we weren't going to get any Wolverines or Cyclopses or anything like that, because sure. even though Fox owned it, we don't know where it is kind of in the timeline with everything, so... Mm. Um, but, you know, we just weren't really given any kind of a reason to care about these characters, and they just took so long to getting to the point. Like, I was multiple times just having that image of my head of Monty Python and the Holy Grail with the whole cast just shouting... Get on with it. Right. Um, so you you wrote to me, obviously, you said absolute skip. So you'd give this a skip rating? I would give it a skip in the theaters. If it's on like a $5 rental, on like, like when it hits digital for like Xbox or PlayStation Store or whatever, and you're curious about it, like I said, it's not a bad movie. It's not completely devoid of anything interesting. It's just not it didn't hold my interest okay at all okay uh i'm kind of on the opposite end i'm gonna give this a don't skip i i quite liked it actually um now i will say that i'm in agreement with you in a way but i was only i was only feeling that for the first 20 minutes or so the first 20 minutes you know got into it and all that and then i i thought to myself okay this isn't that long of a film it's like 90 minutes or so um and then I thought, like, oh, they've only got, like, an hour left, and we waited two years for this, and what, what else have they got left to kind of show? And I, as well, was kind of thinking at the time, I was like, okay, these characters, like, I don't like them particularly. And then as they got into some more of the backstory of certain characters and explained certain things and actually showed the powers of these characters and kind of what they can do and, and sort of explain that, I really did start to get into it. Now, one of the things I want to add to this, I've I've been saying within the last two months or so about like story and characters over visuals, is 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 the way I'm kind of looking at not just not just video games but everything, TV shows, films, video games. Now, I do recognise that in a lot of parts of this film there is some particularly not great to bad CG, but because I did get into the characters and did get into the story, I didn't care that this film didn't look great. In fact, it just it didn't even really bother me. Now, that's just my personal viewing experience. I've kind of just <clears throat> grown accustomed to not really caring about visuals particularly. Now, if something looks like Skyrim or something, 
then okay if it, if it looks downright like really ugly and i'm playing skyrim in vr then i might have a bit more of a problem plus skyrim doesn't have interesting kind of characters or story or whatever D- different different sort of situation but yeah the visuals weren't like awful to me they were okay to to bad in certain parts um this film isn't like littered with sort of cg and stuff it it is maybe in the later parts but not in the sort of <clears throat> early parts of the film but as i kind of said I really started to get into who these characters were and you could see some relationships of sorts kind of forming and you know some characters tried to sort of bond and there's different things that happened and the story uh, started to get really interesting to me and then they do the I don't think it's really a spoiler to say there's like a well like a you know fight with the, a fight with the villain <clears throat> at a certain point in this film and I recognized it didn't look very good but again I just I just didn't really care about that necessarily and then by the time the film actually finished and they went to the you know, the end credits and stuff i sort of sat there and i was like yeah i, I enjoyed that I, I quite liked it so uh that's that's just kind of overall how i feel um what do you think yeah i mean the cg wasn't great it wasn't bad it wasn't like fourth wall breaking it, like stupid it felt like fox had made it which they had yeah but it definitely felt a tiny bit dated, but not unwatchable. Um, mm-hmm. And the relationships, a couple I believed, a couple I didn't. We can talk about that more into the spoiler. Although, really, it wasn't that dependent on CGI. Outside of the end, uh, outside of the end section, there wasn't really a whole lot of CGI. It was more like camera angles and cutscenes, and I mean, there was CGI a, a bit, but it wasn't like. Like dominating, like the uh, like the Thanos fights in the Infinity War movies, where it's like ninety nine percent CGI. Right, you've got twenty um, heroes blasting this and doing this and that. Yeah, yeah. But then you also have probably a team of ninety animators making that look friggin' awesome. And it's made by Disney as opposed to Fox yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. You can you can really you can. It is noticeable. Again, I didn't care necessarily but it is noticeable like okay this this is owned now by disney but this certainly isn't made by them you can you can tell that like okay you look at this and you look at some of like you know dark phoenix and apocalypse and that this is very much more in line with that sort of production Mm -hmm. um quality but um i saw something interesting online the other day and i think Maisie williams retweeted it and made like a joke or something somebody i can't remember the name of the website Someone said this is the worst X Men film that they've seen. <laughs> what What do you think of that? Yeah, that's. I mean, they did mention the X Men by name. Obviously, none of the characters are X Men. It X-Men. is an X Men film. It's just a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sadly, not the worst. I'd have to go with X Men Three as the worst X Men movie ever made. Mm. This is better than that and Apocalypse. Well, to be fair, that that third one had a scientifically designed, especially ordered low bar. Um, So it's not that hard to get over. Mm -hmm. The fact that you kill off a major character off screen in the opening of the third movie, that's that's when you've hit a new level of stupid. Mm. And that's not a slight against Hugh Jackman. He does as as well as he can. There's a reason why they did two Wolverine movies, because he's pretty darn good. Right. Yeah. Um, but the reboot was necessary, and it'll be interesting to see if they reboot it again now that uh, in, that's part of the MCU now. Mm. You have heard that theory, by the way. What um, theory? That they're going to introduce mutants because of the the multiple snaps is changing the universe to allow mutations in that universe now. So That makes sense. Yeah, multiverse, hmm? whatnot. So, yeah. Because it, 
How many snaps did we get? Four in total? Uh, three. We got Thanos Thanos in the first movie. Yeah, three. Hulk in the second movie and Tony in the second movie. So we had three. Yeah. Actually, four. We had Thanos in the first movie, Thanos at the start of the second movie, and then Hulk at the end of the second, and then Tony at the end of the second. I don't remember the second Thanos snap. That's the one where he destroyed all the stones at the very, very beginning. Okay. Right before he gets his head cut off. Remember that's how they tracked him down on that one planet? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Something else I wanted to kind of talk about as well in terms of this film's, well, let's face it, lack of future. I'm a guy that does like connected universes. I'm really interested to see how they connect, you know, these MCU TV shows to the films and trying out a different format and everything. And obviously, eventually, we're going to get a new X-Men. We're going to get a new Wolverine, a new Cyclops, Storm, etc. We're going to get a new bunch of fantastic four characters what's a little bit frustrating to me is not only is this not doing well at the box office and i like it so i think people should see it because that's just my you know my my opinion and whatnot um i i've looked at you can clearly tell that there was more planned here like there's obviously a trilogy of this planned, and i think i did hear that that was uh, a possibility at some point but with you know the film's delays and then it's switching to you know to, to a different studio because it's now owned by Disney instead of Fox. Well, it's owned by Fox, but Disney owned Fox, so technically Disney just owns it anyway. Um, I would have quite been interested in seeing, like, okay, what about if you... I don't know, like, because this is... Obviously, this is more of, like, a horror film and, and that sort of thing, so you couldn't quite put it in the MCU directly, but what about if you did... I don't know, like, something with it on Hulu, maybe, or... Because that's obviously where Disney allows them more adult stuff as opposed to Disney Plus. Um, if you could have found some loose way of not directly connecting this to the MCU, I'm not saying that like Spider Man should hop in and, you know, be with his characters or whatever or or uh Doctor Strange should interact with his characters and, and whatever. But some sort of like maybe side MCU story. A bit like what they're kinda of doing with the Spider Man, you know, Morbius uh Vulture, that that sort of thing. Um but we're probably never gonna see these characters again. Which does disappoint me a bit because I did grow to like them, as I said earlier. Uh, but I would have been interested in seeing, like, okay, could you do, like, a, a sequel to this? Could you maybe have some small ties to, like, the MCU in some way? Um, or at least just some sort of sequel? But, um, yeah, do you think we're ever going to see these characters again? Because it's, it's quite unlikely, I think. Probably not, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, Maisie's, Maisie Williams' character of Rain Sinclair... Uh, she was a little flat, not completely one-dimensional, but was interesting enough that I wouldn't mind learning more about her. Um, Blue Hunt's character, Danielle Moonstar, was definitely the the character that was the most fleshed out, the most uh, that we had the story on. Um, Henry Zaga's Robert, Roberto da Costa, we knew next to nothing from him, and he was really kind of one-dimensional. Uh, it's kind of a bummer that Charlie Heaton was in that role because he's so good on Stranger Things. That this was kind of like a step down for him. Mm. And then uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's Ileana Rasputin. A little one-dimensional in the she's psycho range. But I could see possibly potential. Because like in the last last bit of it, we got a little bit of info. to like, oh, I wish I would have talked about this a little bit more earlier. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting with her character, um, Anya Taylor's character. Because I really didn't like her the first 20 minutes. I was like, okay, get this character off the screen. Like, I, I didn't like her. Um, but I did by the end of the film. 
So yeah, she was really unlikable at the start of the yeah. film, and then kind of redeems herself a bit towards the end. I wouldn't say full, but not terrible. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I liked all these characters by the end, like I've said. So. Uh, anything else you got spoiler free? I pretty much talked about like you know my my spoiler free opinions, what I wanted from the future of this, but what we're probably not going to get, which I've already settled on the idea that that's going to be the case. So yeah, I, I, that's about all free spoiler that I think we can talk about. Cool. Uh, let's go into a bit of a break here. We'll come back and then we'll talk about spoilers. But I'll give you one more spoiler warning. Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. Creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing <laughs> killer fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts so join us if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with Gualu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so we are now going to go into spoilers for New Mutants. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen it, obviously we're going to spoil some stuff. If you have seen it, you can stick around. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you can head over to entertainmenttalk.org to listen to uh, where we have dozen pieces of content really uh you can check all that out if you're listening on a podcast player just go into that press pause go and see the film which i'd recommend that you do um and then come back and and press play but listen to something else maybe in the meantime because we're going to go into spoilers now for new mutants so um anything you want to talk about off the top spoiler wise um well Tying back into uh, Anya Taylor's character, Ileana Rasputin, the fact that, you know, she had the magic to, to teleport in, that was very underutilized in the movie. And the fact that her little really puppet like dragon, 
the fact that her little puppet dragon uh, became real life in the end CGI fight. I would have liked a little bit more on that. Yeah, again, um, probably what was going to be explored in future films. Yeah. So, um, the most fleshed, like I said in the spoiler-free part, the most fleshed-out character was uh, Danielle Moonstar because we we got to meet her father, we got to you know see the early part of what happened, and they kept revolving around that and her psychic abilities. Um, we got a little bit from the other characters, uh, the obvious trauma that. Uh, Anna Taylor, Anya Taylor's character went through as a child. That was a little hard to watch, but it helped explain the character a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, I mean... Just a little kind of comment on that, because the film kind of opens with this attack happening at the start, and I just had this worry straight away of like, okay, this is really darkly lit. It's kind of supposed to be, but this is really darkly lit. I was like... God, I hope this film doesn't look like this. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about visuals. I'm talking about lighting. Like, you know, making sure I can see mm-hmm. what's going on. There's there's a difference between with that. And we got into certain other scenes later where things were a little bit darkly lit. But when you open like that and you uh, have like a little bit of shaky cam going on and I can't quite see. I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to really see what's, what's going on because it's supposed to be a mystery as to what's attacking her. But help me to kind of see a little bit better but that kind of um first impression from that didn't sort of set um things right i don't think mm-hmm. yeah with the with like the lighting and stuff so uh yeah i agree with you the lighting was a little off in a few places mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i, I spoke uh, in in the spoiler section about like uh again visuals and stuff and, and cg and things i do i will admit that you know the the fight with this bear thing at the end, uh, the CG was was pretty poor there, and it was a bit of a mess and a bit all over the place. But I could get the gist of what was going on, and again, it was kind of about like you know all these heroes, or I'd say heroes, all these people kind of like taking their turns to sort of show what they can do to help each other. So that kind of helped me to overcome the visuals that were going on because that was pretty badly, you know, put some pretty bad sort of messy CG at the end and you couldn't quite tell like okay where exactly is this bear what is it attacked um there's even a part where like it's attacking one of the characters and i couldn't tell if like the character had been attacked or something but once they'd kind of gotten past that a little bit because i do think that that fight cleans itself up um as it sort of goes through but again you kind of see like um uh, one of the characters said to one of the other ones, uh, I think it was Sam who was asked to maybe sort of step up and, uh, you know, these characters were kind of calling out to each other and you could see their abilities that were happening on screen. I thought that was really cool, like you said, with um, with the little bird thing that that, that sort of got summoned. Um, I thought that was a really cool touch as well. So, uh, again, I liked the, the character moments in that um, final fight. I'm, I almost keep saying boss fight, but it's not a video game. So. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say was that that <laughs> fight felt more like a video game fight of them bit, playing yeah. characters than it was an actual of them fighting it. Mm. The stepping up part was uh, Charlie Heaton's character, Sam, telling uh, Henry Zaga's character, Roberto, to stop whining about being on fire and just fight. So Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of some like human torch stuff going on there. I thought that was a little. Cool. It was more like a lava than torch, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Similar effect, but uh, a bit different, I suppose. Uh, I did like the twist with that when he thinks he's in the pool with um, the other character, and then his burned, dead girlfriend pops up. I thought that was a kind of interesting horror twist. What, what do you think? We didn't really 
get a chance, I guess, in the spoiler-free section to talk about it. What do you think of the uh, horror elements here? Uh, I wouldn't really call them horror elements. A little suspense. I mean, thriller it's... sort of stuff, I guess. Yeah, thriller-ish. It's uh, horror I consider to be a lot more gory. Um, as for the right. pool scene, technically we don't know that she wasn't there because she could have teleported in and teleported out. It wouldn't have been out of character for her to use her sexuality like that, given her past trauma. That might be a defense mechanism. Hmm. Uh, I'm leaning more towards no, but we couldn't exclude it 100% because we didn't. It's not like they showed I, footage. I, I thought that he was maybe seeing her as like an, an illusion of some kind or like some sort of trick. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, the girlfriend kind of popped up. And she's all burnt. Yeah, the, the girlfriend was definitely the psychic powers getting nuts. But then then again, you know, why would her psychic powers, if it's revolved around fear and showing fear, why would it show him a woman actually wanting him? Because that's his fear that he would never have somebody want him because of his powers. So mm-hmm. why would he be shown that? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's just maybe that's me just overanalyzing it. Maybe. Uh, what do you think of the doctor, Alice Braga, Dr. Reyes? A little creepy, but, you know, definitely fit the bill. I don't dislike the casting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought she was interesting, and uh, I do like the twist that she is kind of keeping these people here and uh, is ordered or told by someone to execute um, our main character, Danielle. I thought that was uh, an interesting twist, and we see, obviously, she starts to get... um, you know, she gets the gas mask or whatever put on her. Well, not the gas mask. She gets this, you know, she tries to kill her and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a, a cool little twist. Are you familiar enough with the uh, X-Men universe to know what that corporation was that was kind of bankrolling all that? I was trying to guess what it was during the film, but I, I don't know. Who is it? I've never heard of it, but then again, my knowledge of X-Men is limited to the 90s cartoon, so. Okay, I've got probably less knowledge than that of uh, the x-men stuff but it, it there's probably you know if if an x-men fan also or whatever was on the podcast um they'd probably be able to tell us about some easter eggs and things like that so um which you if you do know some of that stuff you can write in by the way uh, matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalk uk contact page information in the show notes uh, let us know if there's any easter eggs or whatnot that we missed because i'd be quite interested in that as well because that would be an interesting attempt to well, make nods to what this is kind of spun off from, I suppose. Um, Maisie Williams doing a Scottish accent. Or is she Scottish? I actually don't know. I don't know either. Um, Because she doesn't really have what you would consider a British accent in Game of Thrones. I mean, she does have an accent, but I wouldn't really call it, like, full British. Mm. Yeah, I recently saw her in... um, Two Weeks to Die. It's a Sky Comedy um, series, and she, yeah, doesn't have a Scottish accent in that. So um, I thought that was quite interesting. Um, but uh, Il- Iliana, character we talked about earlier, I we both mm. didn't like her at the start. Did you like her towards the end? She was like a bull towards the end. I don't know if I'd fully say that I liked her, but she was like a bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said earlier. Like she kind of because you see her using like the the sword from her arm in an earlier scene because mm-hmm. she goes to attack someone uh, in, in an earlier scene and then she kind of pops up on the stairs and like takes all these demon teeth face things she goes and like mm-hmm. cuts all them and stuff and you're kind of thinking like okay where where has this been like the the whole film but uh, that was that was quite a good moment as well so yeah i just uh, looked it up uh Maisie, uh bristol uk okay 
Okay. Interesting okay. enough, uh, Anya Taylor Joy in that uh, thick ass Russian accent, uh, Miami, Florida. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, which one was the character that had the uh, broken arm? Was that Sam? Yeah, that's uh, that's Charlie Heaton. He's the guy from uh, Stranger Things that I mentioned. Yeah, I liked his power of kind of um, like some sort of speed thing that he's got, but it can like cut through mm-hmm. things. I th- I thought that was quite interesting. Again, when these when these characters actually started showing what they can do, which is one of the most interesting parts of them, because you know they're they're mutants and that's why they're in this universe in the first place. Uh, it started to really kind of click together for me. Um, what do you think of? Uh, I guess the the actual main character Danielle. Um, she can manifest fears and stuff because they're working out during this film. They're like, okay, what can she actually do? And you get um, Ileana who makes like a you know insult to her about okay, she's sick, like she's sixteen, she doesn't know what she can do yet, and kind of uh, takes the mick out of her. Um, I thought that was quite interesting. That that did explain certain things that were kind of going on during the film as well, which I thought was good. Yeah, it explained the not tornado tornado that destroyed her area. It explained all the other stuff. Um, so yeah, her powers were a little undefined, but in in the sense that you know manifest fear, but to what level? So because mm. we don't know if it's psychosomatic, if they just believe it so much that it's actually real, or if it's actually physically tangent. Because they could have just ended that with all that stuff not being destroyed, and like, oh, it's just all in our mind. Mm-hmm. So I mean I I'm guessing that it's actually physically tangent because they did leave it at that but you never know that's something they could retcon easily enough. And I did a little look up as well uh, Charlie Heaton uh Bert uh Birdlington East Riding of Yorkshire, England, UK. Hmm. But that was a pretty good Kentucky accent. I bought it. <laughs> cool. Um is there anything else you want to talk about with this uh spoiler free? I mean it's a pretty <sighs> short film. Yeah, we're more in the spoiler part, so not really. No, I mean it's like I said before, it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just that it takes so long to get to the interesting part. I just had, you know, I was just kind of tapped out at that point. Hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you in a way, but just not as late in the film as what you um mm-hmm. kind of talked about. So. But again, I just think that this is set up for what was clearly supposed to be more, and we're not gonna really get that i i would be more surprised if we got a sequel than if if we actually didn't or or whatever i mean it doesn't have to we don't have to have like a sequel or something they, these characters can just show up in something else or i i, I don't know but again it, it just kind of feels to me like they had a contractual obligation to put this in theaters and not on well this wasn't going to go on disney plus because it's not pg-13 um the only other place it could have realistically gone on was Hulu, but they had a contractual obligation to put this out in theatres, um, and it kind of just felt like, okay, what what theatres are open, or cinemas as we call them here in the UK, just stick it out there so it's technically got its release, um, and just kind of just kind of let it uh, see what happens with it, and it that just that just feels like sort of what happened it doesn't feel like okay this is you know let's put this out there see how well it does if it does well we'll do we'll do something else for it um but uh again because this, this film was supposed to be out two years ago so um it's not because and that was you know well before the the disney merger with fox that was well before um you know some of the other stuff happened as well so i don't know but uh what, what do you think returning or not returning not returning uh... 
maybe returning if they want to, you know, if they get permission to do darker stuff because technically Deadpool is part of the MCU now. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they, how and if they do another Deadpool movie. Mm. Um, I would really like it if they did have their own separate division to where they could go do more adult stuff. Um, I don't see that happening. I'm not holding my breath for it, but I'd still kind of like it. Well, that's basically what Hulu's for, isn't it? Because the uh, Hellstrom series is going to be on there, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't look like a Disney Plus yeah but there's going to be a deadpool animated which some of the early footage of that has already been leaked out um and that would have looked really good mm. yeah um but even like you know if they ever get the uh defender stuff up and going again with daredevil and that that will go on hulu there's no way that's, that's an Disney interesting thing i forget it was on like some random youtube video that i was watching Part, the reason why you haven't heard anything about that is that part of their contract with uh, Netflix is that it has to be idle for five years. Yeah. So once that five years is up, then they can bring it over to the MCU and get you know, at a minimum get some of those characters in and maybe do more shows on Disney Plus with that. Mm. Well, it will be on Hulu, but yeah, on Hulu, but yeah. basically, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, good for Disney in a way because they got, you know, if they're doing family-friendly stuff like Mandalorian or whatever M- MCU TV shows, that goes on Disney Plus. And then, if they're doing more darker stuff, um, like you know, Handmaid's Tale is on is on Hulu. Um, if 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 Disney's doing darker stuff than that, or they're doing Fox shows that that uh, they want to put on streaming services, they're going to uh, pretty much go on there. So on the Hulu. Um, we should probably talk about the ending. That's the that's the last thing we we got to really talk about. They've kind of formed a little bit as a group. The barrier that was around this place uh, was taken down, and you see them kind of just walk out the gates. Um, what do you think of the ending? Uh, it was a little boring. Um, it just you know they did the whole. She always said it was twenty miles of the nearest town, but don't know if that's actually the case or not. So, hmm. um, I would have liked something a little bit more, but I can kind of understand it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, one of the th- thoughts that I've got as well is, okay, we probably won't see these characters again, and there is no cliffhanger here, which is, you know, they defeat the, the boss, the boss, it's not a video game, they defeat the villain, uh, the gate is open, the barrier is down, and they are free, so it's kind of a good place to, to leave them, I suppose. There's not like, you know, someone's about to get killed or something, or someone's locked away somewhere or something crazy like that. Every, everything has been resolved anyway. So uh, I can uh, I can leave it on that of a satisfying note, I think. So. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't a bad ending. It was just a little cliche, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, who knows if this film had come out in or was meant for 2020, if uh, things would have been a bit different. And that's the weird thing. I could have swore I've seen trailers for this long before 2017, which is when they started filming it. Yeah, they finished in 2017, and then it was supposed to come out in 2018. Yeah. And then got delayed for various Ever. reasons. Yeah. Delayed and delayed and delayed. I mean, I remember saying, I think when we did the trailer talk or something. Yeah, when we did a trailer talk, the, the second episode of that. I was like, this film isn't coming out at the end of August, and uh, I was wrong about that. But... Uh, you know, it's 2020. You never know what's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. 
we shall see. Uh, but anyway, those of you who have seen the film, which I hope that you have, because we've just kind of spoiled things for you, but we're obviously in the spoiler section. Uh, what do you think of the film? What do you think of uh, some of the X-Men references, maybe? What did you think of the characters and the ending? And what do you think of the probably lack of future with these characters? Uh, let us know, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. But um, I think that does it for uh, New Mutants. This podcast could have come out two years ago, but uh, we're, we're here now and, and uh, we've done it. I'm, I'm just glad that after two years of waiting, I, I liked it. So um, at least I got satisfied with the, the film anyway. So, uh, But uh, I think that's everything that we've got. If you want to find everything else that we've got, it's on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, we've currently got the Breaking Bad, which is the Becoming Heisenberg podcast on iTunes and on the website. We've got the... Um, Diabolical 7, the boys podcast, if you do like your violent stuff, which the boys definitely is, but for, you know, reasons that make sense. Uh, Diabolical 7, that's on iTunes and podcast, podcast services and on the website entertainmenttalk.org. So check out everything that we've got as well. Uh, we're also going to be recording after this a, a Ghost of Tsushima, the, the video game, Sucker Punch, PlayStation 4 video game, uh, a full podcast for that, so look out for that later as well. Um... But uh, if you want your up-to-date and reliable TV and film news, you can check out geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio, run by David. A new episode today with Daryl, so check out that as well, or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. This week's episode is out of Geektown Radio, so have a look out for that as well. Um, Bex is streaming daily at the moment on Twitch, on Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, at 1pm and 7pm UK time uh, for geeky chatter, gaming, and all sorts of fun stuff as well, so check her out over there. Um, what is the other thing? What is the other thing? Word of mouth, you can tell people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds, social media, share them on Facebook and Twitter if you can do so, and put them in different Facebook groups if you can. Um, Patreon, we're on there, you can check out the $1 and $3 level tiers for review, instant podcast and review options. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, we're on there, um, if you want to buy stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut, it won't cost you extra. Um... Let's play Sundays as well. You can have a look out for those. Look out for those on Sundays as well. So please check that out. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>